You know, it was back in 1966 that Norman Brinker, who was fresh off his attempt at a coffee house called Brink, started Steak and Ale over on Lemon Avenue, just off O'Clawn. And it just took off from there. And a decade later, he sold it to Pillsbury, made a lot of money, went on and did other things. But since that time, Steak and Ale has changed hands several times and ultimately filed for bankruptcy in liquidation in 2015. That's when Paul Mangiamelli came along and bought it up, bought the name and rights and that and Bennigan's, and he's getting ready to roll it out. Paul's the founder and CEO of Legendary Restaurants and joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. It's a pleasure to be with you again. I feel like, well, and, and it is again. I feel like we're picking up where we left off, but it seems like. I don't know, more than a decade ago, you and I first talked about you resurrecting the name Steak and Ale. Well, you know, uh, just a minor correction. So uh, in 2008 is when I came on board um, with the private equity group. And uh, and then since with my wife and I, we then purchased the entire chain because I saw the beauty, um, the potential the allure and the appeal of Bennigan's and Steak and Ale. And, um, and quite frankly, I want to complete control. So I exercised a management buyout. Uh, the private equity group was phenomenal about it. We, we were actually great friends. But I wanted to restore the brands to their formal panache appeal, um, to talk to uh, our loyal guests that are still out there. And that's one of the great things that I, that I found as I, I was, um, kind of unraveling the, the, uh, the damage done by the chapter seven. And I discovered that it had nothing to do with the brands. It had everything to do with the separate agenda that the then owners had. And, and it wasn't respecting the brands nor its people. And to me, that's an egregious yeah. error. Yeah, um, it, it, it's absolutely counterintuitive, and it's not how you build iconic brands. But it, and you're right, though, is the following because when this announcement came out here, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, that you were getting ready to open up one, you know, in North Texas and and uh, another one in Minnesota, you know, everybody just immediately jumped on the story. Everybody remembers Steak and Ale and and, and Bennigan's too, for that matter. Well, David, I tell you, um, it, and it wasn't just a couple of weeks ago. It's been years where people have been writing, you know, me, my wife, my team, uh, coming into the Bennigan's website. I created Steak and Ale website. I created a legendary restaurant brand's website for franchising. And everybody's writing it on it and then uh, telling us how much they love the brands from around the world, not just domestically. Um, but with... Um, with steak and ale, I said, okay, look, I really love it. My team really loves it. We have, you know, the deep emotional connection to it. I wonder if anybody else is drinking the Kool-Aid besides us. And 50,000 some odd people writing in on the Facebook page, it's called uh, Steak and Ale Comeback. Uh, it was overwhelming, the uh, response to please bring it back. Uh, and then they're telling me what should be on the menu. And then, of course, they all wanted about a half a block from where they live. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and, and they all have their favorites for for their menu. But that was the, there were so many things that, that 
that Norman did that were groundbreaking there. I mean, everybody knows about, you know, the salad bar. And I don't I, – I never had a waiter come up and say, hi, my name is David, and I'll be your waiter tonight uh, until that came along. And then all the individual entrees and the add-ons, um, it, it really really was groundbreaking. It was. And, and so some of the catchwords here that um, I, I carry on um, the, the banner to honor – uh, steak and ale and Bennigan's is it's family friendly. You know, it's it, the value proposition is off the charts. Um, when people say, can I have some more French fries? The answer is yes. What's the question? It's, it, you know, we don't, we don't say there is no substitutions. Uh, we're going to add, we don't, we don't break it down into a la carte. So you want the $22 burger or oh, then you want the $10 fries. We don't do that. We pair it up. Um, we've always delivered great portions for great prices. We were always family friendly. And for steak and ale, it's an affordable steakhouse. And yet a steak and ale, uh, the, the salad bar in steak and ale is what everybody talks about because it was new then. But to bring it back um, is obviously in our mission, but also to bring table side servers back. Oh, my God, where we can do like in Bennigan's, we do the Bennigan's Irish coffee. We do a table side. We're working on something that we can do for children now as they bring, as families bring in their kids. And, um, and even having a flambe, remember bananas foster? Oh yeah. Uh, so we're trying to have something called fun that has been sucked out of casual dining. And you've probably heard me say this, that, you know, the, the guests never gave up on casual dining, casual dining as a category Gave up on the guests. Yeah, yeah. And I really think that if we pay attention to the basic, back to Norman Brinker, who was, I think, you know, my friend as well. Uh, Gwen and I had uh, dinner with him several times um, uh, before he passed away. And he always loved um, what I was doing. I was uh, running Dulce at the time. It was a spinoff on Fridays. And we became great friends. We have great pictures. And uh, and so I, I always respected and never in a million years that I think that I think that I was going to run the only two brands really that he created he bought chilies uh you know from the levine brothers and and uh and then purchased the other brands that are part of brinker international now but these two brands have a special place i think in everybody's heart in our industry and i think it's um it's incumbent upon me my wife my team um and and all our franchise partners from around the world to represent uh the uh the that those pillars of what casual dining always stood for and should continue to stand for. So I, I see that your your first one here is going to be in Grand Prairie. And, yes, sir. And then, and then predating that when you've got one in Minnesota that's opening up? We're doing one up in Burnsville, Minnesota as well, yes. And that's outside of Minneapolis. So how do you pick your locations? Where do you want to be going forward? Well, in the, um, in the case of Grand Prairie, I'm talking to again. Here's the emotional connection, which is so damn strong. It's um, he called me up when the um, when the uh, article was released by uh, the Dallas Morning News, and he said, "Paul, oh my God, I can't believe you're doing this." He reached out to our corporate our corporate uh, contact, and he said that uh, he said, "Look, I knew Norm way back in the day. I grew up here in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Um, I'm a landowner." I don't know anything about being a franchisee, but I want to be your franchisee because I've loved these brands for years and years and years. And now I have a chance. 
since I own the uh, land, he has about maybe seven or eight parcels uh, that he showed me. And the Grand Prairie that is right off of I-30 was like, just sets up beautifully, but not just for steak and ale, but there'll be Bennigan's and steak and ale next to it. And there's enough, enough land to also have maybe some, you know, mixed juice um, from a tenant standpoint, and also possibly a limited service hotel. So there are a lot of drivers. There's a lot of awareness. There's a lot of traffic. God knows there's a lot of visibility right between Fort Worth and Dallas. So I think, you know, as you go down the corridor, you can't help but notice it once we're up and running. And this is just the first of several that we're going to do in a greater DFW market. I think you already know that a spinoff to Bennigan's was Bennigan's on the fly, right. which was smaller footprint in airports, you know, in hospitals and universities. But during the pandemic, I thought, well, how about we talk to, I have several hoteliers that are part of our franchise system. And I, I said, well, you have a full service hotel. Yes. And you're paying people to stay home. Yes. You got a great big kitchen. Yes. I said, how about we open the kitchen up, bring those people back in, have them earn the money you're paying them. And let's make Benigas is taking no food and then deliver it with third party contacts and contracts that we that we can help you with. Ah, the, fam- exactly- the famous ghost kitchens that we read about during COVID. Exactly. Host kitchen is where, you know, the, the hotel is actually hosting the kitchen that is delivering our food. So and it may be a, a larger menu, but it contains Benigas and and uh, steak and ale. And uh, this hasn't been released yet. Uh, we just finished. Uh, the negotiations on four more Benigas on the fly in the country of Panama. Wow. Where, where um, Benigas is very well known and, and much beloved, just like it is here. Wow, it's fabulous. You've, you've got your hands full, and uh, it sounds like it's going to be a busy next couple of years. We look forward to sitting down at a steak and ale. I guess it'll be in Grand Prairie next time. So when do you think you'll open up? Do you have any sense? Well, it's it's going to be ground-up, prototypical building. So right now we're going through the process of permitting and licensing, kind of laying out how we want the restaurants to look and the other uses of land, um, and then making sure we have the right permission. So, uh, so when we break ground, I'll announce that as well, but it probably won't be the beginning of uh, until the beginning of 2024. Wow. Well, it'll be fun there, to see. You, you, you know, there's just a, a demand for the best in life. And we're always confronted right now, especially with mediocrity. I mean, the the damage done by the pandemic in full-service restaurants has been pretty extensive. I mean, I go in, I mean, I'm a, I'm a student. I've been a student almost all my life. Where you look at the, at the service and you look at the, you know, the price points and you look at the speed of service. And when you're going paying $65 for a steak by itself, and then you order it medium and you get it and then you get it well done and and it takes, you know, a, a, an hour to get it. And the server could care less and you don't even see the, the, the server at all. And the drinks are made wrong or they're watered down and they keep raising prices and sacrificing that bond that they have with the, their guests. You know, again, sets, sets us up perfectly where the bond always existed. Now I have to connect it with actually opening up some restaurants, especially here. In the, in the greater Dallas-Fort Worth area. Well, it's like, it's like an old friend coming back to town. We look forward to it. And, uh, and, and to talking to you when, you when you're breaking ground again. Paul Mangiavelli is the founder and CEO of Legendary Restaurants. And, of course, that would include Bennigan's and now soon Steak and Ale. Thanks a lot for the time, Paul.
you know, you're very welcome. And it's so good to be, be with you again. I can see you and then I can talk to you. And it's like being in the studio. So thanks again, buddy. Really thanks. appreciate it. Thanks a lot. For more of our conversation, go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.